You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Well, after two straight weeks playing on the road, the Arizona State Sun Devils return to the friendly confines of Sun Devil Stadium's Frank Cush Field this Saturday night when the Oregon State Beavers pay their first visit to Tempe in five years in what will be ASU's Pac-12 home opener for 2018 and the Sun Devils' first conference home game of the Herm Edwards era. Join us over the next hour as we preview the ASU-Oregon State game as well as reflect back on last week's close contest at Washington as we welcome you all aboard with Herm Edwards presented by Coors Light. Join uh, for the world's most refreshing beer, 21 Means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Football. With me, first-year Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards. And together, Herm and I are here every Thursday night during the 2018 college football season with Arizona State Sun Devil Football, the topic of conversation. And when I say here, I'm talking about our new home for the ASU Football Coaches Show this season, the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen, located on First and Farmer near downtown Tempe. The Lodge has been a terrific venue for the show so far this year, and we invite you to come on down and join us and figure out why. Great food and beverages, a terrific crowd of Sun Devil fans have been with us here every single week, and we want you to be a part of the fun. This being a football coaches show, our program, like a football game, is formatted in quarters. So now with no further ado or a don't, let's begin the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, first quarter. And it's my pleasure, as always, to welcome in the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, Coach Herm Edwards. Herm, always great to see you. Well, it's good to be back here, and it's good to be in the confines of a, a, a you great like the environment. Friendly confines, yeah, I like huh? the, the, you know, you come accustomed to this now Thursday nights, and, and obviously the family comes to this, and we obviously have some outstanding young players uh, involved in this one uh, tonight. Uh, two of our linebackers in. Uh, Antonio Pierce, who's our uh, linebacker coach, but also our recruiting coordinator. So uh, right. this will be a fun night. Absolutely. I, I guess I got the idea because there's a Cubs game on one of the TVs here. and But there are no friendlier confines in college football for your team than Sun Devil Stadium. I think you've seen that through your first two games at home, uh, wins over UTSA and that memorable win over Michigan State. Yeah, the fantastic fan base. Uh, the student body obviously gets uh, excited. But, but the fan base in general, uh, they, they've turned out the last two home games, and I heard we're going to get a nice crowd again. And uh, our players play with a lot of energy at home. And, and I thought they played with a lot of energy last week. Uh, we just, again, fell a little short in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But um, love walking into that stadium uh, with our fans. It, it just it just brings excitement to you when you walk in there. It is an electric atmosphere on a Saturday night there between the Buttes. That is for sure. And uh, you said on the air with us after the game Saturday, and you said the first thing to me just now when we came up here to the table, we need to win. Yes. We need to win. Yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, that's uh, that's got to be the mindset of your team this week. Well, it really is, and, and I think they understand the importance of this. Um, this is a big game. In fact, it's a Pac-12 game uh, at home. Uh, we've been fortunate. We've won two in a row at home. We'd like to establish a third one at home <laughs> and, and really get into the mix at this Pac-12 uh, you know, conference. Uh, when you think about uh, trying to accomplish some things, and, and it's all about winning in the conference now. We, we know we have to improve. In conference play, mm-hmm. as well as going on the road, those are the two. Those are the two things now that we focus at 
in the last eight weeks to say, can we get these two things accomplished? Absolutely. Going back to the Michigan State game, your club has been the underdog each of the last three weeks. And now, Herm, you come upon a game where your club will be favored against an Oregon State program that has struggled in recent years. How does that impact the mindset of your kids, do you think? Well, I think we were favored the first game of the season. True. And yep. uh, it, it didn't. We didn't read the press clippings. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. And I, and I think also we can't get comfortable that we're playing at home as well. Because this Oregon State bunch is a they're a feisty group. I mean, when you look at the numbers, they're kind of scary. They're averaging 32 points scoring a game. <laughs> and you go, really? And they have. And they've played in some games where the score got going. They're an explosive offense. Uh, they're one of the better offenses that we've faced in this sense. They've got um, 30 plays of 20 yards or more. And so they find a way to get some explosive things going offensively. Uh, defensively, you know, they can raise some havoc. They'll, they'll bring pressure. They're a pressure defense. But we have to play well. We have to play well at home, uh, get going early in this game mm-hmm. so we can establish how we want to play. Chunk plays. They, they get them in bunches. And it's interesting when you look at the fact they've played four games this year, and in three of them the Beavers have scored 30 or more points, including – against Ohio State. Of course, they gave up 77 in that game, but they did show an ability to make big plays even against a defense like the Buckeyes. Yes, uh, they do, and, and, and they're a competitive group. Um, you know, Coach, first-year guy up there, Coach Smith, and you know, former quarterback. Uh, so, you know, he... At Oregon State, he, yeah. This is, part, this is his alma mater, and he's the head coach, a young guy, and doing a really good job, especially offensively. They, they find ways to, to make big plays. Looking back at last week's game with Washington, you know... There's no such thing at this level uh, as moral victories or what's the old saying, close only counts in yeah. horseshoes and all that kind of stuff. But I really have to admit, that to me, there was something of an uplifting feeling about your game at Washington in terms of the way your team competed. And I thought there was growth by your team Saturday. Do you agree with that? Well, I agree in this sense is the, the fact that, um, you know, the two games that we have lost, um, we have been – very competitive in the fourth quarter and maybe had an opportunity uh, to get it in our favor. You know, and, and I think if you look at us, the way we played on the road, especially the Washington game, it was one that that was the plan. The plan was to go there and get it into the fourth quarter. But the only way you can do that, you got to play good in the first three quarters. Right. And, and I thought for the most part it was one of those back-and-forth games. The big play early got us on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to get on the board. But I like the way we ran the football because you have to run on the road. That That's imperative. You have to run the football on the road. We were able to establish a run game, which opened some lanes in the passing game. And, and so I just think we're a team that's continuing to grow. We have to grow. we got a bunch of young players on both sides of the football. And I just feel every time you take a step, you know, it's a learning. There's always a learning curve, and, and we got to learn from our mistakes, and that's what kills us. We make some some errors in crucial moments of the game, right? And when we clean those things up, uh, we'll win those games. Absolutely, 164 rushing yards to be exact for the Sun Devils against Washington. And what impressed me, you averaged over four yards a carry, and that that is a good chunk of yardage to get. If you can get four yards on first down, boy, it sets up a lot of stuff on second and third. Doesn't well, it? well, it does. When you think about Washington, they do a fabulous job of when they're back end of not giving up a bunch of big plays because they play this two shell where they don't allow vertical passes. But what happens when you can run the ball like that? They've got to commit the eighth guy in the box. Once that happens, now the passing game opens up, mm-hmm. and uh, when you when you have balance in your offense, you can you're going to be in the football game. Now, what we got to do is we got to make some more plays offensively, and I think this is the week where our offense has to get going. Um, we're at home. 
or in the confines of a friendly environment. And, you know, we've we got to make some things happen. To what degree do you think uh, the personnel switches helped last week? Zach Robertson moving out to left tackle. Casey Tucker sliding in to left guard. Uh, Nick Ralston coming over to offense as a, as a blocking fullback, and he had a heavy role in that ball game last week. Well, he did, and you got to give a lot of credit to our coaching staff because we actually put the power game in and the counter as far as the run game, mm-hmm. and we put it in within three days. And, and that's wow. what happens when you have a veteran group of, of offensive linemen. And they did a fantastic job against a good defense. And, and I think that is going to be our calling card going forward. We're going to have to run the football. We know it. Uh, and I like what we've done on offense. That We have to continue to mirror that now and build on that going forward. Eno Benjamin, we didn't. I guess it wasn't a jinx him being on the show last week because he comes up with his second 100-yard game, a touchdown, really ran the ball well. And I like what we saw of Traylon Smith in his first taste of action, eight carries, 45 yards. Did a nice job. Um, you know, one got away from him, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, and, and that was a big one. Yes. And, and that was one where we were on a drive and we're, we're past the 40 and we feel like, Oh, we got some things going, you know, and, and, and got to get Washington The credit. mistakes you were just talking about. There you about. go. And there's always one or two when you play a good team like that. They don't let you recover from that, you no. know. And, and, and so I just think going forward, uh, we have to learn a valuable lesson uh, that when you play in tight games against good opponents, uh, you can't have errors. Interesting. As you said, the Huskies made it so difficult to throw the ball because of the way they play. Manny throwing for just 104 yards. Uh, uh, and Nikhil Harry, five catches, but for only 20 yards. But always finding a way to impact a game. He made a big 42-yard punt return for you in the fourth quarter. Well, you know, we, we struggle some with our returns. Now, our kickoff return is better. We had a nice night. Paul Lucas had a couple of decent runs, yeah. And so you put Nikhil back there, and you tell him, you know, okay, now you'll make good decisions, and he's nodding at me. Yeah, Coach, I'm going to make good decisions. I'm going to catch the punt. (laughs) He goes back there, and he feels one on the three, and I'm going, no. And I'm hollering, no, no. And then as he starts winding around the field, I'm going, yes, 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 just keep going. And he comes over there, and he finally runs, and he gets to the side, and he says, Coach, I made a bad decision. I said, don't worry, I still love you. You made a good decision. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny, you know, how that Uh, things. But that's what great players do and and he's a great player i mean they they understand the moment um and when he does something like that you just go okay just let him go because he's he's gonna make a play yeah i guess the one bad decision nikhil did make was the idea of having the curling bar well that that caught me by surprise right (laughs) (laughs) chase intercepts the ball and i'm kind of going okay and then i turn around and I'm like, what is he doing? Cur- what, how did the curl bar get out here, right? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. So if our fans like that, that has been scratched. You will never see the so, curl bar unless you come to the weight room. It's in the weight room. I saw my, our analyst, Jordan Simone, doing curls before the game. I thought he brought it with him. Right. You know, he stuck it in his uh, Adidas bag yeah, there. It's but uh, it's, uh, I guess that is a thing of the past It's a thing of the past. It's a thing now, of the huh? past. It, 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 had a, it had a short uh, shelf life. Herb, how'd you evaluate the play of your defense in that ball game against Washington? Here again, uh, I thought for the most part they did some really good things, um, especially when we needed to 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 stop them. Now we let them out a couple times. We had them in two third and long situations, and they made the first down. If you if you just make the tackle, they've got a punt in those two situations. We get the ball back, and, mm-hmm. and that's the difference, you know. And of experience and being in the moment the moment of this is the play you have to make we have to make those plays and i think the more we're in that situation the more comfortable players become 
of making plays. Yeah, and uh, we got some playmakers that will be visiting. Oh, right in a few yes, minutes. we do. Uh, yes, we how do. How about uh, Merlin Robertson? Eleven tackles, uh, seven of them solo, and a sack the other night against uh, the Huskies. I thought, I thought Kalen Thomas played a good game for you. Six tackles, he uh, did. five solos for him. Man, and, and the linebackers are, are playing well, and why wouldn't they? They they got a fabulous coach, and Antonio Pierce, who's obviously his history tells you. Uh, what type of coach he was and, and what type of player he's been. And, and you know, we've recruited two young guys, and, and these two guys are, are his guys. I mean, they were hitting his area in, in L.A. Um, mm-hmm. and Darian Butler, Butler, by the way, is the other is, one. Is and Darian, well. and Darian and Merlin will be on with us in the next segment and uh, looking forward to visit with them. Yeah, but, boy, that, 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 how good are they? They're playing as true freshmen, well, and they've yeah, started yeah, every game. Two starting freshmen in the Pac-12. And they're playing linebackers. It's not like it's the easiest position to play in the world either. That's right. And, uh, uh, you know, another guy that I thought played well for you, a newcomer, though, he's been uh, a JUCO transfer, Taron Adams, the cornerback. Yeah, uh, he sure did. And uh, that's Sam Adams' the son. And mm-hmm. if folks Former know who NFL, Sam Adams yeah. is, yeah, great player. and uh, you know, Great beer, too, I guess. Yes. And, <laughs> and then, and then Taron, you know, he was going home. And, and I, all week he kept talking about, Coach, I can't wait to play at home. And he was excited. And I was almost worried a little bit that he's from the Seattle yeah, area. Yeah, when you yeah. go home, do you overdo it? Oh, he was fabulous. He, he really played a nice game. He's, he's been a nice pickup for us. That's got to be challenging at times. You have players that are going to their home area, it's exciting, but you wonder what that dynamic's going to be like. But uh, Taron has seemed like uh, approached it just the right way. He huh? really has. And, you know, in that other league that I used to coach in and play in, you know, people wonder, when you go home, that's a good deal. No, it's not. Because what happens is this, you know, all the people that – I can remember we playing the 49ers, my, my, one of my, th- my third year in the league. Going with, out, with the Eagles. Yeah, with right. the Eagles, right? right. We're going to San Francisco. And um, you realize um, all your friends think that, you know, if you're a pro player, you get tickets. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you get them, but you got to buy them. <laughs> I, was, you know, I yeah. bought 50 tickets as you, a rookie. As and, a you, and you were player. an undrafted free yeah. agent. And I said, I'm like... broke. I said, These people think the tickets are free. <laughs> not, not quite, no, folks. No, no, Not quite no. at all. Yeah. Hey, how about your special teams? You touched on the return game. Boy, your kickers have been rock solid this year. Brandon Ruiz, one of 17 kickers in the country that hasn't missed a field goal attempt, and he's a touchback machine on kickoffs. And, uh, yeah, Hearn's knocking on wood right now. And Michael Sleep Dalton, uh, what a job he's done in the punting game for you. They've been fabulous. And, um, you know, the big kick against Michigan State, we won't forget that one. But but they oh, have yeah. been really good. They've been very consistent um, kicking the ball. Our thing has been this, is, is, is the return game. It hasn't been what we like. Um, the punt return thing is still puzzling us. But the kickoff, Lucas did a nice job mm-hmm. last week. He made some good decisions. He knew when not to come out of the end zone. Because when you think about the last couple of games, our field position was very bad on kickoffs because we're bringing it out, you know, and, and we're not even getting back to the 20. Well, if yeah. you're fair catch, it gets to the 25. Yep. And so he made some good decisions. And then when he ran it, he got out past the 25, which was good for the mm-hmm. offense. It sure has changed the dynamic of the game, hasn't it? Because uh, watching the game, when uh, your your guys kicked off to Washington, their great running back, Miles Gaskin, was one of their deep guys. And there were several kickoffs that I thought, this is returnable. And he, it was just like about a yard deep in the end zone, and he just routinely let it hit over his head because he figures at least we got the 25-yard line now. And that's the new rule, and it's a rule really to to make you make a decision. Do you want it at the 25, or do you want to take the chance of coming out of there and seeing what you can get? And I don't know if you've got a fantastic returner. You know, our, our rule is generally 
if you're not if you're on the one somewhere right around there or the two yard line and you have to take one step to get in the end zone and go it's okay but mm-hmm. you know depending on the height of the kick and everything, that has a lot to do with it as well so you have to be careful coming out of there because you can get it at the 25 yeah. that's not a bad deal not bad at all you know what we are just getting started with tonight's edition of all aboard with herm edwards as herm mentioned asu linebackers coach and newly named recruiting coordinator antonio pierce will join us a bit later in the show but up next you'll meet two of coach pierce's prized pupils as freshman linebackers merlin robertson and darian butler will drop in for a visit you're listening to all aboard presented by coors light live from the lodge sasquatch kitchen in tempe now this time out on the sun devil radio network presented by gila river hotels and casinos let's start the second quarter of all aboard Presented by Coors Light. Hey folks, on game day, leave the driving to Lyft, proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four Lyft rides. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, the radio voice of the Sun Devils, and we're delighted you could be with us tonight. Time now to welcome in our player guest for this evening, and after running back Eno Benjamin flew solo as our guest on last week's show and then went out and rushed for over 100 yards against Washington, we are back to the two-guest paradigm for tonight's broadcast. And, in fact, we may be setting a new Pac-12 and world record for the most true freshman guests on one coach's radio show. Both of our player guests this evening are in their first year of college, their true freshman season on the Sun Devil football team, and guess what? Both of them are starting linebackers as true freshmen. Both come from the Los Angeles area. One is from Harbor City, California, has started all four games this season. Say hello to linebacker Darian Butler. Darian, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Doing great. Glad to have you on the show, my friend. Glad to be here. Our other guest was one of the Sun Devils' most heralded 2018 recruits. He's lived up to all the advanced billing thus far with his play in four games. He is ASU's second-leading tackler on the year. He is the team leader with his three-and-a-half tackles for loss and two-and-a-half quarterback sacks. From Gardena, California, please welcome linebacker Merlin Robertson. Merlin, good to see you, bud. Oh, nice to see you, too. Thanks for coming on and joining us. Darren, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your recruitment, Arizona State, how it worked out. You became a Sun Devil. I know both and, both you and Merlin knew your position coach, Antonio Pierce, back in L.A. when Antonio was the head coach at Long Beach Poly, right? Yeah. Tell us about how you so, got to be a I Sun Devil. Uh, I played against AP um, all four years in high school. Um, he, I guess he, rec- he recognized my game real well. I guess he came. To, <laughs> I guess you know. I was. I want to say I was. I was hard for them. Uh-huh. Like to play against all four years. You got pumped up for that game. All every game. Yeah. Every year I played them, I get pumped up. You know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. AP, like towards the end of my senior season, AP uh got the guess he got the job. You know he got the job here and he started. Uh, that's when he started recruiting me. What other offers did you have, and what uh, besides AP? What were the, some of the things that uh, said I want to be made you want to be a Sun Devil? Um, other offers I had, I had University of Hawaii, um, I had New Mexico. Now wait a minute, you turned down Hawaii to come to Arizona? <laughs> You're a dedicated young man, I tell you. Yeah. What other offers did you have? Uh, I had Colorado at some point. I had uh, San Jose, um, New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. I had. Yeah, Boise State. Most of all. Boy, the chance to build, play in the Pac-12, though, had to really resonate with you. Did you follow the Pac-12 closely when you were a kid? Yes, I did. Yeah. Who was your favorite team? 
I was always a Bruins fan coming growing up. Yeah. All right, we're going to have to take care of that real quick yes, here, Darian. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Merlin? Tell us about your recruitment and uh, what, what were some of the things that attracted you to become a Sun Devil? Oh uh, well, it was Coach AP. Well, when he got the job, he started uh, recruiting me, so um, that played a big part. Um, when I met Coach Her, you know, he was very, uh, very good, <clears throat> an energetic person, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, yeah, I like the environment around here, you know, and uh, the whole team, you know, the the whole vibe we got together, so it was pretty good. I've heard it said there's a good family environment. Do you feel that way about this program? Yes, sir. You went to Sarah High School in uh, Gardena. Were you big rivals of Long Beach Poly? Uh, you could say that, yeah. Yeah. I heard I heard you uh, really got up for those games. Did you ever play against AP's teams? Oh, yeah, I played them uh, my last year. My senior year was our last game. Uh, came out with the victory, so. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Darian, start with you. Uh, thoughts on playing this three-three-five defense that uh, Coach Danny Gonzalez has brought with him to Arizona State? How how challenging has it been to pick up the nuances of that defense so far? Um, just getting to understand the defense. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Like understanding, getting the chemistry with the defense, the DBs, the D linemen, making sure everybody's lined up, making sure everybody's you know they get the call, every, making sure everybody's playing uh, fast and we're all on the same page. Merlin, how about you? What are what are the challenges of, of learning it, and what are the best things or the things you like most about playing that scheme? Um, with the scheme, some of the challenges is like the moving and everything, like the shifting and stuff. But yeah, Coach AP and uh, Coach G, Coach Gonzalez, they made it. Uh, they broke it down and made it so like easier for us and more basic for us for to understand and stuff. And um, I like I like how the outside backers blitz and also like drop too. That's pretty cool. It seems like the opponents or guys that have gone up against it say the biggest thing that makes it challenging for them is you never know where the pressure is going to come from. How does that dynamic work for you guys? Man. Well, it's pretty good. I mean, if you don't know where we're coming from, we're going to, man, we're going to come from everywhere and we're going to come power all day. How are you guys picking up the defense? Coach Gonzalez told me earlier in the season he thought that you were picking it up as quickly as, as he's ever seen a group pick it up. Um, it wasn't easy picking up the defense. Like, I don't think it was easy at all. Um, actually, it took some time. We, you know, we stayed after sometimes going over plays, going over, uh, just kept repping it. You know, mm-hmm. trying to understand uh, if this happens, what would we do? Like, certain formations we'll go over with each other, and we'll help each other. You know, on the off time. I know a lot of Merlin's teammates have praised his maturity, and they say that you basically know all three linebacker positions the things to do uh, how have you been able to adjust and uh, become such an impact player so quickly in your career what have in your opinion been the key factors in that uh, just like uh, Darren Butler said the more repetition we had the more repetition that we got and uh, the opportunity we were given you know it just helped us a lot it helped me a lot too how did you Darian assess the defense's play against Washington the other night you said how did excuse me? How did you assess the what, what did you think of the defense's play against the Huskies? Um, I don't think we played our best against Washington. Uh, we could have definitely played faster as a defense. We could have been on the same page more, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, sometime in the game we picked it up, uh, but just run out of time. That's it. Merlin, what was it like for you and the guys playing in that atmosphere? Seventy-one thousand fans, loud environment. Uh, great opponent what was that like for you playing in that game last saturday man it was amazing seeing uh that many uh that type of uh, atmosphere but uh kind of sucked that no one was turning for us you know, but 
Yeah, it was a great little stadium. Yeah. yeah. There were there were a few people, I think, scattered in and out of the building that were rooting for the Sun Devils. I, yeah. I can tell you that much. But, uh, yeah, that, that's a tough place to play for an opposing team. Darian, did you learn something? Are you What are you learning about your team in these first four games of the season? Um, I'm not learning about our team. We like we, we fight to the end. Like, we won't give up no matter the score. You know, we come in at halftime with the same <clears throat> energy coming out at halftime, excuse me, come with the same energy as we had when we come in out from the beginning of the game. So I like to say we fight to the end, man. Like, Coach Herm, Coach AP, defensive coach, they push to the end fight. You know, we're going to keep going. The, coach G always says the team that plays the uh, hardest, the longest is going to win. Yeah. Merlin, you had yourself a game against Michigan State, the second game of your career, and you end up being named a Walter Camp Foundation National Defensive Player of the Week. Nine tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble, a pass breakup. What were your reflections on that game against Michigan State and what that atmosphere was like playing in? Um, it was a great atmosphere, you know, in that game. I just I just knew I just needed to keep uh, doing my assignments and playing physical with my hands and everything, so... Darian, this will be the first game coming up uh, against Oregon State, the first game in a, a month where you'll be a favored team. It's, you've been the underdogs three straight right. weeks. How does that uh, impact the mindset of you and the guys as you get ready for this game? Um, it really doesn't change. If we're an underdog or not, you know, we go out with the same mentality, and that's to uh, get a dub. You know, in our stadium it says, Mandy Yee, hope, abandon hope all you <laughs> into here. That's, that's, so that's something what, like that, yeah. yeah. That, you like that slogan, huh? Yeah, I do. That is pretty cool. You know, uh, Darian has a pretty good scouting report on at least one Oregon State Beaver. Oregon State has a true freshman running back, Jamar Jefferson, who is the second leading rusher in the Pac-12, and I think the nation's second leading freshman rusher so far in 2018. And he's a high school teammate of yours, right, right from yeah. uh, Narbonne High School in uh, Harbor City. Tell us a little bit about him and what makes him a good back and what will be the keys to slowing him down on Saturday. Uh, Munchie, that's my, he's like my brother, man. He, he plays pretty, he plays hard. You know, he, he understands the game of football. You know, he, um, I really think that it's something we always talked about going against each other in college, whether it was on the same team or not, just always competing at the highest level. And, you know, we just gotta, I mean, gotta do our best to stop Munchie. He's a really good back. Yeah, you know, obviously you want to win the game and everything, but you, that, that's compelling stuff. It's got to be a special moment for you when you take the field, you and your and your buddy. You're going up against each other in a Pac-12 game, no right. less. I mean, we always talked about it, man. At the young age, we played with each other. Pop Warner starting in sixth grade, seventh grade. We always always dreamed. That was, it was always a dream for us, playing against each other, starting you know, just playing at a high level and just competing against each other. Well, get some good pictures on your cell phone, Cam, because that's going to be a moment to remember, I we'll think, for the both of you. And speaking about uh, things to remember, how about Merlin Robertson? Not only is he a student and an athlete, but, folks, he is a father. He has a year-and-a-half-old son. Tell us about your son. He's the he's the center of your world, isn't he? Yes, sir. What's his name? Marlon. Merlin Luke Robertson, right? Yes, sir. What, what does it mean to you being a father, and how do you – how do you balance all that at this early stage in your life, student, athlete, dad? Uh, I just think about him all day, every day. He's my motivation. He's my reason why I wake up and do what I do. You know? That's pretty compelling stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, do you see, uh, is he with you right now? Oh, no, he, he visits, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, he comes out and visits with my family. And uh, I know he's uh, he's a special part of your life for sure. Um, what, Darian, who are some of the guys on this team that you look up to for leadership? Some of the veterans on this team. Um, I want to say, like, Chase Lucas. Like, he, he took care of me and Maryland and some of the other freshmen when we first got here. You know, he always looked out for us. Chase Lucas, J.J. Wilson, 
he looked out for. I really, I look up to all of them. Mm -hmm. Just for them being able to trust me, being on the field with them. Yeah. You know, like that, it takes a lot from older uh, guys to expert. What a great leader Chase is, isn't he? Yes, he really is a leader. Just a really, really uh, outgoing young man. He's one of my favorites. How about you, Merlin? Who are some of the guys that uh, have helped guide you through uh, the college game through the first month or so of your career? Uh, it was the same with Darian, uh, J.J., Chase, you know, uh, basically all the veterans. Because, uh, yeah, when we came in, you know, they just they all showed love. You know, there was just uh, they all knew we had to earn our stripes first. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, we got comfortable with each other. And you guys have gotten comfortable really quickly. Merlin, are you surprised at how quickly you've been able to become an impact player at this level? Yes, sir. You have surprised yourself, huh? Wow. How about you, Darian? Uh, Was it a goal of yours to start and play right away as a true freshman? Uh, Yeah, it was something I really – it really was a goal for me. Mm -hmm. That was coming in. That was the mindset I had coming into college, you know, being able to start at this level. And here you are, and it's paid off. What will be keys? Each of you, give me a key or two. What do you think will be key, uh, Merlin, uh, Saturday night against Oregon State? uh, To be aggressive. Darian, what's going to be a key to the ball game in your mind's eye? Playing fast. And uh, watching your guy, Jamar Jefferson, yeah, not man. letting him go crazy, huh? Man, he is a baller, man. Well, you guys have done uh, terrific work on the field. Early in your career, we're really excited to watch you play over the next uh, four years. And thanks for coming on the show with us tonight, Thank fellas. You. Appreciate Thank it. You. Darian Butler, Merlin Robertson, our guest tonight. Here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards for the world's most refreshing beer. 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Up next, we'll visit with uh, these fellas' uh, position coach, Sun Devil linebackers coach Antonio Pierce will join us. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, live from the Lodge in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, and now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. Well, a college football team needs a quality night's rest the evening before a big game, and that's exactly what the Sun Devils get at the Hilton Scottsdale, where the team stays before all home games. That's their home before home games once again in 2018. We welcome you back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, coming your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe, first and farmer. Come on down and see us. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy the experience. Great crowds for all of our shows so far this year. I'm Tim Healy, the radio voice of the Sun Devils, and glad you're with us tonight. And in our last segment, you heard from ASU's talented freshman linebacker tandem of Merlin Robertson and Darian Butler. Now you're going to meet the man who coaches them and all of ASU's linebackers, a one-time star linebacker himself at, dare I say, the University of Arizona, and a nine-year NFL veteran with the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants. He most recently spent four years as the head coach at Long Beach Poly High School. He's now a Sun Devil, and we're glad he is. Please welcome Coach Antonio Pierce to the program. AP, great to see you, bud. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, hey look, hey, you got to start somewhere. I heard a couple of rumbling boos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, got to get education. Got My first education. question was going to be, what in the wide world of sports is a wildcat doing being a Sun Devil? But I, I'm going to bypass that because we're right. just glad you're a Sun Devil now, no, man. I am. I'm happy, too. I'm glad when that phone call came from Coach Edwards, December 3rd, I remember where I was at. Like, remember uh, the date, even. I remember huh? the date. I know wow. where I was at. I was in New York with the Giants at the Oakland Raiders game, and uh-huh. looked at it. And said, "All right, well, I think I think we're going to wife. We're going to Tempe." Yeah, how we're about to Tempe. that? That's awesome. We're so glad you're here, and uh, and you've done some of this broadcasting stuff too, haven't you, with ESPN? Yeah. yeah, yeah how was yeah. that experience? It was great. You? It was great. Obviously, when you finish playing football, you want to be associated 
you still want to do something with football. You Absolutely. Have to see coaching, broadcasting, calling a game, whatever you can do, and have an opportunity to work for uh, the worldwide leader for you know eight years was a great experience. Obviously, it teaches you a lot of things. Get to see and be involved in football in the game of the NFL. And it was it was a great experience. And obviously. You build a relationship with, with men that you work with later on in life, like Herm Edwards. So isn't that how funny how uh, you know life works? Yeah, you're constantly networking in life, <laughs> never know. aren't you? You never know. never know indeed. And I think congratulations are in order for AP because he's not only ASU's linebackers coach, but within the last couple of weeks he was also named Sun Devil Football's new recruiting coordinator. Uh, your reaction to that and your perspective on uh, doing that job and the responsibility you feel and how you can impact ASU's recruiting Yeah, I mean, forward. you know, appreciate the opportunity. That's all you want is to get an opportunity. And one is the opportunity to bring in some of the best players from around the country. Obviously, with my, my connection and being born and raised in SoCal, having that opportunity and knowing that, look, that's the area we want to attack. So, <clears throat> excuse me, to, give, to be given that opportunity, uh, I was privileged and honored. And I think it comes with big territory that you got to go out there and handle your business. I mean, we're competing with some of the best programs in the nation now currently for some 2019 prospects. And whenever you can battle with the SCs, the UCLAs, the Alabamas, and the Georgias, and all those guys, and you're in those kids' top five, you're doing something. You know, we're making ground early on with a lot of kids, and it starts with obviously us playing well as a, as a, as a program, and then, again, a reflection of our head coach about being words and actions. You know, how we represent ourselves off there, out in the field, on the road when we're recruiting, that reflects our entire program. Sure does. And uh, I tell you what, you've made an impact already. We just met uh, two of your protégés, uh, freshmen that you knew very well from uh, competing against them in the L.A. area, and Merlin and Darian. Tell us about those guys and uh, getting them here. Look, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. They've right. started all four games as true freshmen. Yeah, I mean, two impressive young men that I've known, Merlin, since he's in eighth grade, watched him try to recruit him to Poly. If that's possible. We're a public school trying to get him to poly. Didn't work out. Then all of a sudden I meet this battering ram guy uh, at Norbon High School that just was a pain, pain in my, you know what, yep. four years dealing with uh, Darian Butler. So given the opportunity, told Coach Edwards, look, I got two guys I think can come in and help us right away at the linebacker core. And that's what we did. You know, as soon as I got the job, made that phone call to both Merlin and Darian and say, hey, man, this is what we're doing. We're making this move from yep. Los Angeles to Tempe. I want you guys to be with me. I'll be your coach. Coach Edwards will be your head coach. Danny Gonzalez, the defensive coordinator. And it didn't take too long to kind of get that ball rolling. And obviously it started with that connection of knowing those guys since they were young men. Would you say battering ram? I really like that. Can yeah, I swipe that line ram. from you? Yeah. That, that, that describes Darian Butler to AT. How would you assess the performance of your linebacker group, AP, through the first four games? It's good. When I first got here, the first thing I told the unit was that we're going to be the best unit ever in ASU history. And what I mean by that is we got three starters, right? You got three guys we want to come out there with. But then we got a handful of guys who are starters on special teams, right? So I got those starters. Mm -hmm. Then we got our scout team guys. So I said, look, I need you. It was 15 guys in the room. I said, I need you guys to be the best unit that this university has ever seen. And how we're going to do that is we're going to produce at every level. And what I think you've seen from our group, we've rotated a lot of players. A lot of guys have played, not only these two freshmen, but some redshirt freshmen, some juniors, some guys for the first time even playing the linebacker position. I had Nick Ralston, who was a running back, went mm -hmm. back to fullback. He left us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, left, <laughs> but, left the room. He left the room, but he he did He's, well. He was running. They was running the ball last well, uh, last week. Well, so we're good. Um, but that unit is doing real well. They're playing. They're productive. You've seen it from our freshmen. You've seen it from our upperclassmen. How many of our guys have tackle for losses? Tackles. I mean, totally different than what you probably saw on last year's team, mm -hmm. where there was probably just three guys filling up the stat sheets. Right, right. Right now, collectively, we have a great core of guys. Yep. 
How, uh, talk about the two guys we just heard from. Uh, you talked about Darian. Uh, wh- how has Merlin been able to adapt so quickly? I've heard it said by several people that they're amazed at his maturity and the fact that he basically knows all three linebacker positions in terms of the responsibilities. And yeah, so both of them did an outstanding job. Of When I would go out there in the spring, I would sit with him. We would talk ball, talk about the defense that we had just installed in the spring. And then when we got here, I told them, it's time to go to work. And they went in there and they pounded and they did a good job themselves as far as studying our defense, knowing their assignments. I said, first thing you do is just know what you're supposed to do. And then as we go on, understand the concepts of the whole defense and each other in every other position. And a guy like Merlin, who was probably a traditional middle linebacker, there was an opportunity for him to play on the outside early. So that's what we did. But as you'll see in games, you saw last week against Washington, a couple guys went down and, and he stepped up as a middle linebacker and played. So the thing about those two young players, they can play every position because they know the game of football. It's a part of them. They got a why. They got a purpose of why they play the game, and that's why they're here now. And they're blending in with veterans. You have a guy like J.J. Wilson who came over from offense last year. Uh, a couple of guys. I thought Kalen Thomas played really, really well. well for you at Washington, and Malik Lawal has been another uh, solid veteran. For Again, you. we got about six guys. You can even say seven guys that, that contribute each and every week. They have a role. Again, you got your starter and you got your role players, and everybody's accepted their role. And the better you play, I told them we're a production-based business. Mm-hmm. The more production, the more reps, the more plays you get. The, the more business you get. <laughs> you got to come sit next to me and take notes. So <laughs> the thing about it, they've challenged themselves each and every week, and I think they push one another. You see that in our meetings. You see that in our practice. And in the game, like Kalen Thomas, right, he comes in the fourth quarter right out the gate with Washington. He has two tackles for loss, and he's running sideline to sideline. Yeah. No difference in play when him and Butler are in there. It's Boy, job. There's nothing, uh, and I've always noticed as a pro football fan, nothing motivates like another guy on the depth chart right behind competition. your guy, you know? And that's what we're trying to build here, competition, not only with ourselves, but in our groups and just amongst our program, even our coaches. Yo, me and Coach Simon, we battle. We're running. Me and Coach New are out here on the on the river on our bikes. We're racing to practice. I mean, the competition is at all time high here at ASU. Yeah, you and uh, Coach Simon, teammates with the Redskins uh, yeah. a few years back, and yep. uh, there's a lot of ties on this uh, Arizona State coaching staff. What's your su- assessment of where uh, Karan Crump is from a physical standpoint right now, AP? I think he's getting there. I think what you're seeing each and every week, he's getting more and more involved. Obviously, he's. I think he's just a full year removed just from the injury, right? From when it happened, not even. You know, 10 months or say from the surgery. So I think each and every week he's getting more comfortable. To me, it's all mental. You know, it's all mental. Is, does he come over that mental lapse? Can he get the mental toughness to say, look, my knee's okay. It's surgically repaired. Mm-hmm. I can let it go. You see that spurt. You see him get off the ball, turn a corner, but right now he's having a hard time finishing because he's just not comfortable. I think once he gets more and more reps, hopefully, and this is what I told him when I first got here, I see him as an October, November guy that's really going to help us on passing downs and then probably be contributing a little bit more on one on first and second down. That's a great point because, as I recall, he was injured at uh, Texas Tech in the game in Lubbock, and that was right. mid-September of last year, so he's barely a year removed from the actual injury itself. Yeah, and, and congrats to him for, for re- attacking rehab the way he did and give himself an opportunity to go out there and play and contribute. And like I told him, be patient. Don't go out there and, and put bad film out there. So we're slowly trying to bring them along. And, again, this is this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. So we're going to need all those guys for all 12 games. You have a guy that his potential intrigues me, a freshman from San Antonio, Stanley Lambert. Talk about him. Freak. <laughs> That's all I need to say. He's a freak. I mean, when we – you see him on film when he was in high school, you say, well, what can he play? You know, is he going to be a Tillman? Is he going to be a wide receiver? Dean? And then we put him in the linebacker room, and he has a, such a, a knack. I call it a matrix-like feeling. That when he's rushing the passer, he knows how to get skinny. He knows how to maneuver his body through traffic and lanes. Very, very athletic and fast for a guy. And when you look at him, he's a, a, a small, skinny 
223 pounds. Here's a kid that's going to be like, you know, the two freshmen we're talking about here today. He's going to be a 245, 250-pound linebacker that's going to wreck a lot of havoc here in Tempe in the years to come. I mean, he has a – the thing about him is a learning curve. He's mm-hmm. never played linebacker. So what you see wow. is a, a raw piece of diamond yeah. that we're going to just keep polishing up. Absolutely. Your thoughts on this game coming up against Oregon State and uh, for a program that is a bit downtrodden, they've really struggled in recent years. As we've talked about on the show, they've scored points this year. They have yep. uh, 30 or more in three of their four games. They're averaging, I think, 32 or something like per game, and they've been able to run the football. Right. What's your take on them and the keys to stopping them? Well, we're excited. You know, we're back home. <laughs> we're back home. We're back in our That's environment. That's a nice thing. <laughs> Had a rough two weeks on the road. Um, but we're excited. This is a great opportunity for our team and our program to get back on track to where we want to be, and that's when the Pac-12 South um, explosive offense, you look at the score, you look at the record, you say, ah, not a good team. But then when you look at the explosive plays, the playmaking ability, they have some guys there. The good thing for us, we just played Washington. Well, this head coach was the offensive coordinator and a coach there at Washington last Jonathan year. Jonathan Smith, So that's a lot right. of similarities for our guys. So it's not a lot of the teaching curve this week for them freshmen. It's down a little bit. Now you just go out there and play. So hopefully for us, we can go out there and play and play loose, let it go, give our home crowd something to cheer about. The key's a victory for us. As always, stop the run, dominate the line of scrimmage, and attack the quarterback. Sounds like a plan to me. And, you know, Antonio, in his NFL career, he said he played with the Redskins and the Giants uh, and got to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. Right here, right right down the street in Glendale. That's right, Right against uh, Tom Brady and company. That was the the Tyree catch one, wasn't it? We had the bubble gum. We had to put a little bubble gum on that helmet right there. That's right. But look at the coaches this guy played for. Marty Schottenheimer, Steve Spurrier, Joe Gibbs, Tom Coughlin, a veritable who's who and coaching there, right? Yeah, then you put Marvin Lewis there, George Edwards, Steve Spagnola. Greg Williams. Greg Williams. I mean, I was fortunate in a good and bad way because we went through a lot of coaches in Washington, but I played for some of the best minds defensively especially uh, that this NFL game has ever seen in the last 20 years, in my opinion. So there's a bunch of knowledge in here, and that's all I'm trying to do is give it to these young men. Growing up in the D.C. area, I was always a huge fan of Joe Gibbs. Yes. I thought he was one of the all-time greats. So what, what was it like uh, playing for him? It, it, was, it was actually kind of funny because all I remember watching was him on, like, NFL films, you know, winning the Super Bowl and holding the Barty Trophy. And the next thing you know, he's there in front of us, and he's leading our team. And obviously he was removed from football for some time. Um, and it took a while. That first year, we struggled offensively, but defensively, we was like number two ranked defense with Greg Williams in the National Football League. But the knowledge, the wealth of knowledge, the the, the, the preparation each and every week. I mean, that as a young player, so I was in my fourth year. So much I got out of that one season with them. I mean, I still carry that with me to life, and I and I carry on to these young men. And that's something. Uh, take it with you the rest of your life. AP, so great to have you as a Sun Devil, and I appreciate coming on tonight, bud. Yes, sir. Forks up. Antonio Pierce, Sun Devil linebackers coach, with us tonight on All Aboard with Herm Edwards for the world's most refreshing beer. 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coach Edwards rejoins me for the final segment of tonight's show, and that will happen in a moment here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Hey folks, visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every Thursday night during the ASU football season for All Aboard with Coach Herm. Stay afterward for great food and a nice cold beverage. Doggone it, engineer Sean Trespin and I do that every week and we're glad that we do. 
Welcome back to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light for the world's most refreshing beer. Remember, 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Tim Healy here, Coach Herm Edwards back with us. Uh, first of all, Coach, a quick thought on the young men we heard from, uh, Darian Butler, Merlin Robertson, and boy, you got a, a slam dunk hire when you brought Antonio Pierce on board, too. Well, we did, and, and, and I've known Antonio for quite some time. We worked together. Uh, but I watched him as a player as well and um, was, was a coach when he was, you know, playing in the National Football League. Um, his ability to help us recruit, especially in the Los Angeles area, he is very familiar with there. Um, he, uh, he's one of those guys that has a lot of connections. And, and I, I think when you see talk about these two linebackers we have here, two freshmen uh, that have come in here and really – done a nice job for us and and, and going forward uh, they're going to be the leaders of the defense uh, there's no doubt and i told them that and we were good yeah. them. i said look you're going to have every chance to play your first season uh, if you can handle the mental part of it uh, the physical part i get that part but the mental part of it what's asked them to do and it has a lot to do with these guys their study habits and also their coach and um, we're, we are, we're very pleased with both these guys. I can't wait to see them two years from now. Oh, boy. They're, oh they're going to be uh, all-American caliber players, I think, uh, for the Sun Devils. Some quick thoughts on Oregon State. Uh, obviously, as we've said, we, you know, we all know what their record has been, the struggles that they've had, but it is compelling when you look at them, the ability to score points and run the football. And, and really, they'll come in here with, with the mindset of nothing to lose. Um, you know, they're a team that has a lot of – uh, trick plays and, and so uh, you go on the road and, and and ap i think made a great point jonathan smith was washington. with chris peterson yes. at boise state and was the offensive coordinator at washington before taking this job and he's a former quarterback at oregon state right and he knows how to attack you know defenses and so this is one that uh, we have to be well aware of what's going on with far as uh, the formations and personnel groups uh, that has a lot to do with what people are trying to do to you as well so this is a big game for us. It, it's a Pac-12 game. Um, it would be nice if we could win another game at home. That would be three in a row. And then we get started. They have to go back on the road. But this mm-hmm. is the most important one this week. This is one that we have to play well uh, to win. To my way of thinking, this is a mindset game. This yeah. is a game where it really doesn't matter who the, who's on the other sideline. It's all about your guys, isn't it? It, it really is. And, and, and us taking care of our business on all three phases of football. And for four quarters. And that's what I want to see. Yep. And uh, it all begins this Saturday night. And our uh, Sun Devil Radio Network coverage of uh, the ASU-Oregon State game uh, from uh, Sun Devil Stadium will begin at 5 p.m. on ESPN Radio, 620 a.m. with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show, hosted by uh, Jeff Munn and Jordan Simone. And then Money and I will uh, take you through the uh, countdown to kickoff show at 6 o'clock. And then Jeff Van Raphorst and Jordan Simone join me for the play-by-play broadcast of the game with kickoff set for 707. Keys to victory, obviously, I think AP said it all. you got to stop the run and probably reestablish that running game that you ran so well against Washington. Yeah, and, and our ability to put points on the board, I think we have to get our offense going. Uh, you know, we have enough players on offense. Uh, it's a veteran group for the most part where we've got to score points. And, and I think they know that. I think they're, they're well aware of that, and they're excited about playing this week at home. 
Finishing drives, I think, would be key, isn't it? Well, that's, that's critical. And, and we've, we've moved the ball in, in parts. Mm-hmm. You know, we've struggled for some reason in the second and third quarter. We've got to find a way to fix that. that yeah, we've got to find a way to fix that. They've been a good first quarter team and uh, a really solid fourth quarter team. And now uh, trying to get that second and third quarter shored up as they look ahead to this game with Oregon State. Thanks to our hosts here at the Sasquatch uh, Kitchen, the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. A great, great venue for the show and great fans every week. They're engineer, great fans. engineer producer Sean Crespin doing a great job. Thanks to him. Thanks to our studio coordinator, Cody Fincher. And thanks to our good friend, ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director for Football, Tim Cassidy, for all his help in preparing this show. Herm, great to be with you. Good luck this Saturday. Thank you, my friend. For Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us all aboard with Herm Edwards. We'll see you next Thursday night when we preview the Devils game at Colorado. I'm Tim Healy. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network. Presented by Mid-First Bank.